www.belowbroadway.com. No, no, Elder Cunningham. That's not how we do it. You're making things up again. From the center stage to the understage. Broadcasting Broadcasting the best of underground Broadway. Ladies and gentlemen. Here's your host. And hello, welcome back everybody to another week below Broadway. Um, what is it? We're, oh wow, we're, okay, so we're two weeks into the first two weeks of the year. That was redundant. We're two weeks into the first two weeks of the year. We're two weeks into the start of a new year and my team's still on vacation. So I'm still working around uh, giving some people some time off and I haven't yet got a chance to really get back to what we wanted to do. I've got a lot planned for this year, and part of what I've got planned this year is uh, seeing more shows in person. One of the things that I actually did, you know, whole New Year's resolution thing, I I want to start the year off with um, going to see a show. So I went down to the theater in Toronto, I went down to the Mervish, and I saw Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And to be fair, I have not seen other productions, I have not seen other um, like other versions of Joseph live, like the touring ones. I've seen smaller scale theater from like dinner theater and stage West in Calgary. I've seen um, like school productions of it. I've seen just very like, you know, I, I don't want to say not professional, like amateur theater productions and, and kind of like that scale of theater. I haven't seen, um, you know, the other tours and the other productions and the other stagings. I have seen the movie, but this was like the first uh, Broadway tour. So I was really excited to see uh, to see this. And it was honestly, it was so good. It was really, really good. But it got me to thinking, it just got me to thinking about the way the audience and the hype and all that. Because to be honest, I didn't watch Joseph for like six months, right? I haven't, I haven't heard the soundtrack. I haven't, oh, soundtrack. No, no, I haven't heard the cast album. Didn't listen to the soundtrack from the movie. So I, I've, I've taken a break from, from, kind of seeing that one I don't know why it just it's been out of my playlist not intentionally and then I saw that there was tickets available for cheap and I'm like yeah I gotta go see it but I didn't go online I didn't watch reviews I didn't I didn't see I didn't like research the reviews of of what people thought about this show and I did that on purpose because I did I wanted to go in with like an open mind of just like let me see this let me see what I see and and just like give it to me right and I didn't want my opinion to be skewed by other people's opinion of it, um, which I'm honestly, I'm really, really glad because after I saw the show, I did, um, I did, you know, go on to YouTube, search up some different reviews of it. And, you know, now that I kind of look back on, on what those other creators kind of said about the show, I do somewhat share the same opinions, but not in a bad way. It's just kind of like, as, as like respectful commentary on the, on the show itself, but there's, there's a lot of things I want to kind of get off my mind on that. I have a very quick show today. Got a few songs lined up. Um, also trying some new sound effects. So please don't, don't, don't hate on me for having a sound effects sound a little bit weird today. Um, the, the, the team is trying new things. And we're going to be trying new things with them. What do we want to see? Oh, we're going to listen to a song. Here we go. Broadcasting the best of underground Broadway. Belowbroadway.com. I never made this world. I didn't 
off we go without a warning Running as we hit the ground Where our future lies are born in Where our hearts are out of our mouth Till the bright and distant morning We may stop and look around And there in the wilderness Finally we'll be Broadway.com Well...
So, I had to go to a music break really quick because I really, really needed to get my playbill or my program so I can see names. And speaking of names, we were listening to uh, Heath Saunders. Uh, that was uh, singing Lost in the Wilderness. And then we've got uh, Samara Ariel with uh, Sunday in the Park from George. That's a nice... Uh, that's a nice show. Anyway, so I had to get my, my program um, because one of the things that we were talking about, uh, one of the things that the other... Okay, so back on to Joseph, right? So the topic of Joseph. Um, I was mentioning... Uh, I, I, didn't watch the, I didn't watch the videos and stuff, but afterwards I did. And one of the creators, he mentioned that something about the final bows kind of irked me or irked him. And then now that I thought of it, it, it did kind of just like throw me off, right? I don't know what the other shows were like. I don't know who gets the final bow, but you would think that in a show called Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the character Joseph would get the final bow because it's kind of like the titular character. But in this show, the final bow, I don't know if it was Joseph. And it made me think about it. I'm just like, in some of the videos that I've seen, um, okay, so side note, they, they actually make an announcement saying that don't don't record the show, but you're allowed to record the Mega Mix. So I've been watching videos of the Mega Mix over and over because it's an absolutely amazing Mega Mix. And now that I've watched it, it kind of I've I've been looking for that and paying attention to it. And I've noticed that in in some of the productions, Joseph, played by Jack Yarrow, doesn't get the final bow, and it, it instead goes to the narrator. Which no shade to Vanessa Fisher. I mean. You 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 deserve it. it. It's amazing. I just I thought it would be like the titular character gets the final bow. I don't know. That was just kind of it's something that someone said, and if it didn't, if I didn't hear it from someone else, I wouldn't have thought about it. And it just it kind of made me think a little bit more about um, about that as a whole. The other thing that kind of made me think a little bit more is I think I've mentioned this before. It's just kind of like audience participation within the theater it's just a very different culture and my mom made a comment oh we're gonna talk about this later i got i'll I'll save that for later but i I went to the show to see i went to see the show with my mom and we were just like talking about um audience participation and there's just a very very different vibe and i think i've mentioned this when i when i've seen legally blonde in the past compared to like the, the pro shot that was on mtv or even when i went to see shows in new york i've always I always feel like there's a different vibe in touring productions. I don't know why, or even in, I, I don't want to say amateur because they're not amateurs, they're, they're professionals, but in like amateur scale productions, there's just a different vibe in the audience. Like in Legally Blonde, right? You've got, it starts with, oh my God, you guys, it's like, oh my God. And then the crowd's all cheering, right? And I get the pro shot was probably set up. And it's like, all right, everybody cheer. But there's a lot of energy in the audience and like the the, the audience is like, they're, they're screaming and they're wooing and they're cheering, they're laughing. And, and it's all like the audience is very much a part of the show. You know what I mean? It's like the audience is, it, it, the audience is very much playing that extra role that is there in the fourth wall. And when, when I see shows here in Canada, it, it doesn't have that same kind of vibe. It has, it has a very much like call and response type of vibe where, the people on stage do something. It's like, do, 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 sing, 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 dance, 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 pause. And then the audience is like, okay, audience is participating by applauding. Now the audience stops and the show continues. It's very much like a call and response. And I always found that it has a very, I don't know, very blocky, very, very 4-4 time signature 
way of thinking about just like this, that, this, that, this, that. There's no like, ooh, you know what I mean? Uh, but I'll digress from that. No, I won't. It really, it really just, it really irked me because like even in the mega mix, right? So like you've got Vanessa up there on, on, on stage and she's like, all right, everybody get up from your seats. It's time to go. And, and the music is going. I'm like, I'm already up on my feet cheering because it's like, fuck yeah. It's always a mating show, right? But then you hear her kind of like prompting the audience like, okay, guys, get up. Like, no, no, actually get up. No, no, actually, guys, get up. I want to see you on your feet. And it's like the audience member, it's not they're the, It's not that they don't know that they're allowed to get up and they have fun, but I don't know. They feel as if the theater is a movie theater and what they see on stage is, is not actually happening. I really don't know what to describe of it. We're going to pause that thought for a second because I feel like I'm about to just keep on going for a rant. Um, I honestly could rant forever about this, and we're going to talk about popcorn in a second, but let's listen to some more music. Broadcasting the best of underground Broadway. Belowbroadway.com We're going to ask for audience participation here, folks. to the groom and to the bride from your sister who is always by your side to your union and the hope that you The rest of my days, I remember those soldier boys tripping over themselves to win our praise. I remember that dream like candlelight, like a dream that you can't quite place. But Alexander, I'll never forget the first time I saw your face. I have never been the same. Intelligent eyes in a hunger pain frame. And when you said hi, I forgot my dang name. Set my heart aflame. Every part of flame. This is not a Forget yourself. Is that right? My name is Angelica Schuyler. Where's your family from? So, 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 so this is what it feels like to match wicks with someone at your level. What the hell is the catch? It's the feeling of freedom. You see it right. The conversation lasted two minutes, maybe three minutes. Everything we said in total agreement. It's a dream and it's a bit of a dance. It's a bit of a posture. It's a bit of a stance. He's a bit of a flirt, but I'ma give it a chance. I asked him about his family. Did you see his answer? His hands started fidgeting. He looked askance. He's penniless. He's flying by the seat of his pants. Handsome boy, does he know it? Peach fuzz and he can't even grow it. I want to take him far away from this place. Then I turn and see my sister's face and she is. And I know she is. And her eyes. Then I realize three fundamental truths at the exact same time. 
York City is insidious And Alexander is penniless Oh, that doesn't mean I want him any less He's after me cause I'm a Skyler sister That elevates his status I'd have to be naive to set that aside Maybe that is why I introduced him to Eliza Now that's his pride Miss going Angelica, he was right You will never be satisfied I know my sister like I know my own mind You will never find anyone as trusting or as kind If I tell her that I love him She'd be silently resigned He'd be mine She would say I'm fine She'd be lying But when I fantasize at night It's Alexander's eyes As I romanticize What might have been if I hadn't sized Him up so quickly At least my dear lies As his wife At least I keep his eyes in my life. To the groom! To the bride! From your sister, who is always by your side, to your union, and the hope that you provide. Broadway.com. That was fun. I told you guys, audience participation. You need more of it. I hope you took that opportunity to participate in the song. Um, by the way, really, really good eyeliner on, on her. Um, Nora Shell. Um, very, very good. I like the look. Anyways, so as I was saying, the audience participation thing, it's just kind of like, I feel as if we need to encourage our fellow Canadians to be less polite in the theater like yes be polite respect the show follow those rules but like you don't need to be solid as a rock you're allowed to participate you're allowed to cheer you're allowed to laugh um like even i I don't know if i said this before but like when, when i saw legally blonde in calgary the only time the only time that i saw any kind of audience participation was during the gay or european number when when all the old people finally started chuckling a little bit, they 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 kind of they kind of giggled at that, and the audience was well, it was an older crowd. It was like a very very, I, it was an old crowd at a dinner theater. What can I say? But I enjoyed it. It was an amazing show, and um, so yeah, yeah, I think there should be more cheering, more participating. Um, but also, let's talk about the class and the culture of the theater. I think that there needs to be a healthy balance struck between finding a way to encourage more people to go to the theater and see these kind of musical shows, as well as finding a way to respect the tradition of the theater. And when I say tradition of the theater, I talk about popcorn. And for me, when I smell popcorn, I think, I don't know, like movie theater, festivals, carnival, cheap events, right? Like it's a crowd pleaser and granted from 
from the business side of things, like having run concessions, we know the business, we know the numbers. Popcorn is one of the most profitable things out there to to sell at the concession stands, right? It costs pennies to produce a bag. And at the theater when I where I saw it, I think it was five or six dollars for for like a small, medium, smallish, medium sized bag of popcorn. So certainly there's a profit margin and there's definitely something to be said about pumping the smell of popcorn into the air. Um, whether it's like what Disney does, putting like through fake scents or like actually making popcorn. Like there's something about that smell that gets people excited or it, it feels it feels it feels fun. But I don't think that I don't know, I don't think that the environment of a theater, a live theater Oh hello kitty cat. I don't think that the environment of a live theater is the kind of kind of place where it, it should be downscaled like that. It was and and one of the things that I noticed specifically was there was no ventilation for the popcorn and for the steam, right? So I, I don't know if this is just me being super, super specific and observant, but when you go to the movie theaters, when you go to places like this, even when you go to the mall and you see those like Colonel's popcorn, they've got a ventilation fan right smack over the thing. And it's something to do with capturing the steam, venting it out properly. It, it certainly is going to preserve the infrastructure, right? In the theater where I was at, they've got their little popcorn machines. They've got several machines on several floors, a couple on each end, actually, for each wing of the theater. And, and, and there's no ventilation, right? So obviously the smell permeates the entirety of the building. But just looking up at the ceiling, right, there was a light fixture above. If you look through all the other light fixtures, all the other ones are nice and clean, right? There, there's no there's no buildup of dust. You know, there's a little bit of buildup. You know, that's just standard. But, like, there, there's no, like, honking dust bunnies on it. And there's just this, like, massive honking thing of, like, dust, bunny, dust bunnies because, like, the, the, the steam is hot and sticky and oily. And it's just you're not venting it out. And I think I, I have to think that the theater has done that because – Either it's profitable or it's a great way to kind of entice families to come. You know, you, you bring refreshments, you bring snacks, you do that kind of stuff, and and the families will come, right? But I don't think that popcorn is an appropriate snack. I don't know. I might be completely out of line on this, and I, I, I definitely want to know what other people think on this. But I think popcorn is a little bit out of line. I don't think that showing up to the theaters in, like, ripped jean shorts, flip-flops, and and, you know ripped t-shirts like I don't think that's appropriate I'm not saying that you have to wear a full-on formal tux quite frankly I would honestly love if that was a dress code I think just like for fun right if that was a fun thing to do once once in a while it was fun but like wearing something respectable to the theater it's just I think it's a matter of respect for the people who are putting on a show for you and all the work that's gone into making the show happen for you it's like you dress appropriately you don't need to wear you don't need to wear a suit. You don't need to wear a tuxedo. You don't need to wear a ball gown, but, you know, a decent pair of pants, a tucked in button up shirt. Like, I think there's a sense, I think there's something to be said about putting a little bit of effort into, into dressing up and, and I don't know, just in enjoying that moment, if I can say it, like, can I say enjoy the moment? Yeah. Broadcasting the best of underground Broadway. Belowbroadway.com. Why do I hear no music happening? Oh, it's because I hit the wrong button. 
Each day I live, I want to be a day to give the best of me. I'm only one, but not alone. And my finest day is yet unknown. I broke my heart for every gain to taste the sweet. Oh, I face the pain and I rise and fall. Yet through it all, this much remains. I want one moment in time when I'm more than I thought I could be. When all of my dreams are one heart beat away, and the answers are all up.
I don't know how this show turned from me talking about Joseph to all of a sudden talking about ranting and theater etiquette, but somehow we have landed to this point, and we're, what, like half hour, 45 minutes in? Half hour. And I'm looking at the clock, and I don't have very much time, so I will... I don't really actually have very many songs lined up. So, spoiler alert, we're going to go back to talking about Joseph um, and the show. Um, one of the things that I mentioned... <laughs> as part of the rant that we're trying to move away from was just like the whole back and forth of like audience, not, not feeling, I don't know, comfortable clapping and cheering in the middle of the show or like during the, they they feel as if they almost have to wait for the performance to stop or pause before picking it up and then, and then go in. And one of the things that I felt that kind of made this show kind of, double down on that particular flaw in, I don't know, our audience was the use of kids. And I don't want to say that the kids were bad. The kids were amazing. As a matter of fact, I went down to the stage stores afterwards, got a whole bunch of autographs from the kids. They were just like fantastic, just like chill. They all seemed like they really, really want to be um, like on the stage. So good luck to all y'all kids. Y'all were great. But let's talk about the kids. So like in shows, I love when kids are used, um, when kids are used like to actually do something to the plot. And this is what one of the other creators on YouTube said. And had I not listened to him say this, I it would not have like, I would not have clicked like, this is what bugged me about the show. But it's like when the kids, when kids in any show really are being used in a very particular role, perhaps as like a comedic, comic relief or like to, to serve as a punchline or just like something to pander to the audience and the audience has to kind of applaud that, oh yay, a kid did this, like because we have to applaud any kid, right? I feel as if that, in some cases, threw off the vibe of the show. Maybe just because I wasn't used, and again, spoiler alert, the kids actually play the roles of uh, some of the brothers, right? So you've got all of um, uh, Jacob's sons, right? And, and and some of the kids throw on a beard, and and they play the sons, and so obviously they're they're short, they're they're a kid, but they're they're playing a son, and it's just a matter of not having other castmates. And and same thing with um, I don't know the, the shtick, the farce of of throwing on a costume or throwing on a beard. Same thing with like how um, Jacob himself. Jacob was never played by by an actor individually. Jacob was played by the narrator. Um, so Vanessa throws on a, a gray beard and and kind of like lower lowers her voice and and. And that's kind of like the the shtick of the the show. I don't know if if I don't I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's kind of like the farce of of, of kids sometimes doing it. The kids uh, kids played Potiphar, and um, in, in the jail cell, you've got the baker and you've got the the butler, and and so you're looking at kids doing it, and and kids are taking on the lines, and they're really 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 good at delivering the role. But I feel as if the placement of the kids at those character positions kind of forces the audience to feel like they have to respond and so when the audience is when 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 i feel like the audience should be kind of cheering and responding to the performance as a whole they're kind of like stop and go stop and go but when the audience is kind of like supposed to acknowledge that oh yeah just a kid it was just on stage any other role they almost pause the show and kind of clap and it's almost as if the show has been directed in a sense that it allows for those pauses and i don't know for me it just it, it it threw off um the vibe and i couldn't pinpoint what it was until i saw someone else say it, and yeah it just kind of like clicked and 
That's not to say it wasn't good. It was honestly a really, really amazing show. I, I've heard people say that the set design was kind of cheap and 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 uh, low budget looking. I honestly did not think that. I thought it was amazing. I, I like the simplicity where you really don't need a lot to make a show happen. There's some shows that can pull it off really well, and I think Joseph did a really good job. It would be nice to see if the stage had. Um, like like a rising revolve that they could have done just like they had in the London tour. Uh, but the stage here didn't, so that was sad. But the, overall, the stage looked nice. Beautiful design, beautiful colors, beautiful sound, beautiful everything. And the cast, the cast was really, I think my favorite number from the show, um, if we don't count the Mega Mix, because that is by far my favorite, I really, really, really liked... Um, oh. Oh. I, I can't. It's it's got to be like the Pharaoh's dream being explained. It when when Pharaoh when Pharaoh explains his dream, um, the whole like Vegas aspect part of the set had really nice like what are those Egyptian statue things called where it looks like the cast or the Sphinx or like but they're standing on their hind legs holding a, a, a staff or something. Those, you know, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyways, these two like Egyptian statue things come out from the side of the stage, and if you, again, if you know the show, there's a little bit of back and forth where mid song Joseph um, asks for a pharaoh to explain it again, and so they go from like you know normal everyday back to like the Elvis style disco lights Vegas theme, and the way that they did this really cool thing where those Egyptian statues. Uh, swing out guitars and like move their head and sing along and dance along. That was actually really, really cool. And I really, I honestly really appreciated that particular aspect. It was really good. What else can I say about Joseph? It was honestly, it was really good. I, I really, I really like this production. I think it's a, a really, really nice tour. Um, aside from this one or two things that I said about the kids, but again, I can't blame them. It's just like, it's a different take on the show. And I have no benchmark to compare it to, and I think it's. I, I think in other places, the show, I think in probably New York, or I think on, in London where it's coming. From, I think the kid being part of the show in those other aspects, it, it becomes less about farce, less about shtick, and more about like actual performance. But it's just I don't know. Maybe I think the audience that I saw it with just wasn't, just wasn't the right vibe. I don't know. Speaking of vibe. I really, really, really want to play a Joseph Megan Mix song. Let me see if I can pull it up for you. So, like I said, there's the, the ladies and gentlemen, please don't record the phone call. You're not allowed to do the, uh, the phone call, the show with your phones. But what they did say is that you are allowed to record the Mega Mix. And so I will play that for you. It was so fun. It was so fun. Okay, let me line this up. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. I gotta head out, but enjoy this one. Broadcasting the best of underground Broadway. Belowbroadway.com
wait, that's not supposed to happen. Oh, stand by, y'all. Technical difficulties. Sorry, y'all. Stand by. Stand by. Technical difficulties. Let's try again. Take two. Broadcasting the best of underground Broadway. Belowbroadway.com.
such a good show such a good show tosh such an amazing performer vanessa jack thank you guys so much for signing my playbills thank you so much my playbill my program everyone else who signed like erica natalie jabri shane everyone i appreciate the kids thank you so much every all have a good night go see the show go see the show just to see that that was amazing y'all peace out thanks for listening to the best of underground broadway now available on all podcast platforms. Subscribe today. Belowbroadway.com.